0: It's the Homeworkies Podcast, and I'm so excited to be here to bring you another interview with one of our favorite interviews that we've ever done. <laughs> well, I'm so lucky to be talking to Jen Lilly. I'm Rachel, and Jen, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, and I love that I'm one of your favorite guests. That's so sweet. Oh, you truly are. We th- we talk about that that uh, Brendan Penny story you told. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely one of our favorites <laughs> thinks that Virginia is British that's that really funny so
1: funny No,
0: he's so funny oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah it was really that was a really fun one but how have you been that was in I think February that we last talked uh so how have yeah. you been
1: I've been really good you know really busy um 2018's been a whirlwind for me but in in mostly good ways. Um, I'm launching an album really soon, or I'm launching my single, my first debut single of the album, Friday, October
0: 5th, so, you oh know, my gosh, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. Yeah, we're really excited to talk about your album. So this is something, I know you had talked about your love of music in the last interview, but this is something you've wanted to do for a long time, right? Yeah,
1: I will be yeah, I did. Um, I wanted to be a singer when I was a little girl, and then I guess I just thought it was, you know, unrealistic. I don't know why. Because um, it was definitely something I always wanted to do, but I just was not at all confident as a singer, um, and so I just let it fall by the wayside. And then I picked up acting and um, singing, just and music just kept following me um, over the last five years, especially so. I I started working with an amazing, amazing producer named Adrian Garvitz, who's he's such a legend in the music industry and he's an incredible writer and producer and um he just really took me under his wing. I call him my rock daddy and you know, he's seventy years old, he's a wealth of wisdom, he's won so many Grammys. Um I mean, like, I could name so many songs, and you'd be like, oh, he wrote that, like, The Bodyguard soundtrack? That's Adrian Gervitz. Like, the man is a genius. Um, Yeah, he's just incredible, and he took me under his wing, and I was just talking to him today. I went over to his house to kind of talk, like, launch plan and charity stuff, and um, it was just so crazy because when I first started working with him two and a half years ago, he said, you know, your voice is like this really beautiful motorcycle and then there's you, and you don't know how to ride it, and you don't even know how to balance on it. And, like, I can hear that it's a really great piece of machinery, but, like, you have no idea how to control it. And so he really taught me how to sing. Um, wow. And so it was, a, it, was a, it was a stretching journey because, you know, if you turn on the radio today, unfortunately, most things, if not almost everything, I'd say 99%, like, in a real – legitimate estimate 99 percent of the things that you hear on the radio are auto-tuned meaning yeah you know can't hit a sharp they just put like a little robot thing in there that makes you hit the a sharp and adrian's old school like mm-hmm. dude's old school he's seven years old he's won a bunch of grammys he did the, you know he's done all these things and he's like and he was a singer himself and so he's like you can hit that note and i'm like i cannot hit that note and he'd be like yeah i can so like, he just would, we just, it took forever because he would be like, I know you didn't know, like, what's wrong with you? Like, you don't know how to drive the motorcycle. And uh-huh. so I was telling him today, I was like, you know, I feel really confident now. Like I actually feel really good about this album and I'm really, really excited that it's finally, um, all, you know, almost here. I'm releasing King of Hearts the single first and I'm partnering with Project Orphans, which is this amazing, amazing, transparent and just, completely fiscally responsible
0: organization
1: um, that builds a ch- has a children's village in Uganda. And um, the founder, one of the founders, Brittany Raystoke, she was in Oklahoma, and she's a foster mom like I am. And so that's how we connected. And she's just incredible. I mean, she's a foster mom. She's changed the face of foster adoption in Uganda. Um, and she has one of her kids, his name is John. And I found out that John needs heart surgery in order to live. live. And he's 11 years old. He's the oldest of his siblings. And definitely in that culture, um, you know, it's his responsibility to care of his family. And his dad is terminally ill. So he's not an orphan. But his parents are both farmers. And they make $20 a month. And, like, John will not make it probably till next year if he doesn't get this heart surgery. So I was like, perfect. Let's get in this heart surgery. Um, you know, my my single is called King of Hearts. So I'm just going to say that John is my king of hearts. And my fans, we're going to rally, and we're going to get this kid a new heart. So I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. I, I, I want my music to always um be something that people love listening to because it's very uplifting it's kind of nostalgic and a little bit like the 60s you know it's like the wrong nets and the Supremes and the temptations like it has that feel good music which i think is the same reason people watch hallmark right like Mm -hmm. everything is so tense in our world right now the last thing that we need is just more chaos and so the album's very empowering um and uplifting um it's very pro-female, but not at the expense of bashing men. Because I, I personally don't like that. Um, yeah. and being like a lot of boys, I'm like, you know, men are not the enemy. It's just that you know, mm-hmm. like we're quality, not like typical, be, be men. But I digress. Right. <laughs> so I've heard amazing charity, and it's just feel-good music. But it's also going to not only like feel good because it's good music and it makes you feel good because it's empowering, but also like it gives back. So I'm really, really thrilled that it's finally ready
0: to launch wow so when did you start working on the album what was the timeline process Gosh, of it? Girl,
1: half years ago february 2016 is when
0: adrian and i sat down and started wow. writing wow yeah that's amazing it was all so you so you it doesn't have any covers it's all original songs
1: yep all original songs um and adrian um, you know, co wrote all of them. And then he also brought on incredible writers as well. Um, Lauren Christie won BMI's Writer of the Year last year. Uh, Diane Warren, you know, also oh. is one of the tracks. You know, I mean, it's like, it's an insane album. And um, we have a 50 piece orchestra, Rosie Danvers Orchestra in London, who does Adele and all the greats. And then, um, I mean, there's like world class musicians. So it's all live studio. It's none of it is auto None of it is falsified in any way. And mm-hmm. I'm just so excited. So, so excited.
0: That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. So when did you actually like do all the recordings and stuff like that?
1: We're all in between filming. <laughs> I don't know
0: how you like, did it. <sighs> it,
1: it, it. Because Adrian, the, my producer, just has the patience of Job with me. He was so sweet to me. He was like, he, he said, <laughs> I've made it all and you are the card he's like i never thought i'd meet the joker until i met you (laughs) "You and she's like you like come and record and then you're off to canada doing another hallmark movie and then you're back on days of our lives like when are we going to record the next track and i'm like so i can come in like tomorrow but as long as i do and he's like that's not how it works (laughs) so i mean really patient and um yeah but he calls me his queen of hearts because he's a he's just like he's like you're insane so I I'm very excited.
0: oh my gosh all with a two-year-old to boot that is yeah, amazing
1: I have a six-month-old now too because we're foster parents so yeah. it's just like nuts. But I was like I'm so <laughs> gonna go to the interview yeah. I had to sit in the car two-year-old's like let's play with play-doh I'm like mommy's gotta go talk <laughs> to the hallmark people
0: Bye. Oh wow! Well, thank you for. I feel extra honored that you're taking time to talk to me. That is. is oh my amazing. gosh! Oh, it's you're, amazing. <laughs> it's you're, you
1: know, you're what makes it happen. Like, it's incredible.
0: Yeah. Well, well, thank you. So you, you mentioned some of those 1960 girl groups, but that so is is, is that always been something you've really enjoyed? And oh, been influenced for to- you? Yeah, I mean.
1: You know, I mean, I guess when I was little, they called it the oldies. But, you know, I just remember riding in the car with my dad and always listening to the music. And then at my wedding, my dad and I danced to My Girl by the Temptations. And I just I just love that. Uh, you know, I love the music culture of the 60s. And obviously the 60s were a very sad time overall. And they were very tense as well. So I think there's a lot of parallels between current day and yeah. the 60s. I think that that's why 60s music was so successful, because it was just so, like, oh, it, it was escapism, you know? It makes you feel good. So, yeah, I've always loved that kind of music. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, me too. I really like, uh, you know, like the Supremes and, and like you said, the Temptations, doo-wop groups. I really like Frankie Valli, Four Seasons, uh, yeah. uh, all of that yeah. kind of thing. All of them. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> really cool so do you have a favorite song on the album
1: you know i do and it's, it's not king of hearts is one of my favorites it's my single but um my favorite song is actually called last goodbye and that won't be out till next year but it's just so okay. it's so sad like when i listen to the song you know one thing adrian taught me was that like acting music is just storytelling he's like it doesn't matter whether you can hit the note like bob dylan wasn't the best singer but he was yeah. definitely the best storyteller and so he's like your job is right. to tell a story thinking people like the listeners need to feel like they're hearing a story not just like somebody hitting the notes because they can and so that took me a long time to understand what he meant by that um, and when i got it oh man like last goodbye that song makes me cry every time and it's me singing but it's just it's such a powerful song about love and loss and um all the songs in the album they kind of tell an overall story of love and loss and relationships and when i say relationships i don't just mean romantic i mean we are all in relationships right. right like you're in a relationship with your mom and if you're not in a relationship with your mom then you're in an estranged relationship but in some form everyone is in a relationship with another person all around them and so yeah. the whole album explores that and uh king of hearts is a, is a, an uplifting song it's about um basically like we've all been in a relationship. Well, hopefully not all of us, but probably all of us (laughs) have been in a relationship where, you know, we're just kind of being, we're being played. Um, We're with somebody that says they want to be with you forever, but they're really just a player, right? Right. Like they're, they're like all over the map and you know, talk is cheap. And so it's just an empowering song about for guys or girls, just saying like you have value and you have worth and, and you're, 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 better off to be alone than to be in a relationship like that because that person doesn't deserve you but like in an uplifting way so it's like a fun song i can't wait for to hear it
0: yeah that's really cool so are they releasing just the single uh uh just this week or the whole album
1: for this week i'm just releasing the single um but i'm going to be doing um like pre-order sales on my website which is generally music which lily is a weird spelling it's l-i-l-l-e-y com, okay. and then the 100 percent of the proceeds for that at least until we fund it are going to go toward um john's heart surgery and then after right. that i mean my overall goal with the album and it's a huge lofty goal but i just feel like if you're successful in the music industry it's pretty ridiculous um you know how much money singers make and i I'm not trying to make the money for myself. I'm trying to build a children's village um, to give orphans who have children who have been orphaned by the foster care system or who are orphaned or teen moms, a place where they can go and be adopted and have like a home base and actually feel like they have a sense of belonging. So whether or not I'm ever able to do that, I don't know because
0: that's
1: really up to the board and fans rallying and hopefully responding to the music, but that's my heart goal. You know, that's my God dream. (laughs) So we'll see, but I'm like, what can I tangibly do now? I can like work toward giving this kid a heart. So that's
0: that's really cool. So how did you get such a heart for foster care and adoption?
1: Oh man. you... Um, (laughs) You know, I think it's like anything in life where just so many things add up to one point, but a couple of ways I got interested in it. When I was little, um, my parents have since retired, which I'm very happy about, but my dad was a judge and my mom was a director of a women and children's charity. And so they couldn't politically and legally um, be foster parents because they have to be you know, nonpartisan. Um, but we were always a safe house in the sense that whenever someone needed a place to stay there was always someone staying at my house or it felt like always almost always somebody was staying at my house that didn't belong to my immediate family (laughs) you're like Mm -hmm. what okay (laughs) were they oh the pediatrician okay because okay (laughs) so you know (laughs) like there was always somebody staying at our house and so I I mean I had you know siblings that I would say like this is my foster sister or whatever and so I was like immediately interested in it as a kid and then um and then like five five, oh gosh no time flies man um eight years ago I was like five years ago eight years ago um I started watching the news um you know I was like trying to adult so hard in life (laughs) just be responsible and I would watch the news and I was like oh man I started getting a lot of anxiety and that's not really who I am by nature because I'm a Christian and I, and I know that Christians can have anxiety, but at the same time, I'm not an anxious person. Like, I just truly believe that the Lord has me and you know, and he's my provider. So, um, so I would be watching the news and I would just feel like Chicken Little. I'd be like, the sky is falling and there's nothing you could do about it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, panic. And I was like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Like, why am I feeling like this? And so finally I was like, okay, I can't solve the world's problems. So what can I do? Like, how can I make a difference? Because I just felt like the world was falling apart. And I was like, okay. So I researched the most um, awful systems in the United States and I came across foster care because I had a passion for it, like growing up, I was like, I'm interested in this. And then I just started, you know, realizing that all the red tape and, and, and the fact that like my last nutshell thing to say about it is, you know, upwards of 98% of human trafficking victims, because it varies state by state upwards of 98% of our human trafficking victims, 70% of our imprisoned and 50% of our homeless population in the United States all came from foster care. So if you can remediate the children at a young age, man, you can have an impact on so many things that I just feel like the Lord cares about. And, and then also just adoption is, is part of my heart because I just think,
0: you know, if you know, James,
1: uh, what is it? One 27, it says like pure religion before the Lord is this, like taking care of widows and orphans and their distress and remaining unstained from the world. And it's just like, I just know that that's the Lord's heart. So it's my heart.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that is so impressive. I have also always had, oh, I can relate to a lot of what you're saying. First of all, I totally relate to the idea of always having a non-family member live in the house. Like my, really? my family, we always had like foreign exchange students or yeah. like family friends or like there was almost always somebody extra for dinner. My, uh my uh best friend, her mom did not cook really at all and so she i swear she ate at our house more often than uh than uh than at her own house and uh, that was just the way that it was for us growing up we had foreign exchanges from japan from czech republic from germany there were always and my dad the one from czech republic it actually it was my dad was over visiting uh visiting uh people for work and he was at church and there in Czech Republic, and he was talking to this guy, and he was like, my dad just offers, hey, why don't you come stay with us? <laughs> and my mom was like, um, you probably should ask me about that before you made this offer. Right. <laughs> but it ended up being a huge blessing, and we were very dear friends, and it all, you know, it all worked out, and uh, my dad's that kind of person, when he feels that spirit, he's going to go for yeah. it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm totally that way, and my husband's just so cool about it I'm all the time, like, and, like, all my friends are, like, you're really nice, but, I mean, you are a lot to wrangle, so it sounds like your dad and I have that in common. Yeah. <laughs> like, you did yeah. what? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mom learned how to knit very early on in their marriage, so <laughs> she could just be there knit and, and be keep busy while he, he did the house <laughs> oh, adventuring. Yeah. So, uh it's it's pretty fun. And yeah, I've always also uh just really wanted to advocate for adoption and for foster care. There's nobody really in my family but but I've always just felt uh felt that it was uh I don't know, that it was a really selfless thing to do. And so I, I admire that about you. And uh I yeah. think that's a great thing that you're doing. Thank you. I really look forward. to We I listened to the, the the King of Hearts song and I really enjoyed it. It was really fun and and uh, I think people are gonna gonna really enjoy it. It was uh, positive and bubbly and I I really like I really thought it was a fun track. Thank <laughs> so Thank congratulations. You. Thanks. Uh, mingle all the way. Coming up, yeah, and I know you can't tell much because it's still, but just the cast alone is super exciting. (laughs) Not Uh, only you, of course, (laughs) but but we,
1: Lindsay Wagner, and um, uh, Katie Manderson, and uh, Sandy Like, it was such a great cast.
0: Yeah, like we've interviewed Casey Anderson, and we've interviewed Sandy I, and we uh, love both of them. <laughs> every, every day, like I felt like, or every announcement be like, oh my gosh, they're in that? And then they're in that. <laughs> so exciting. And we love Avery Grace Cooper from When she Calls does. the Heart. Opal's one of her favorites. Oh, she's so adorable. She's so sweet. Oh, she's such a good yeah. little actress too. I mean, she's just yeah. so
1: good and she's yeah. so sweet. And she's, yeah. um, her mom's really sweet. And she's still, I mean, as far as child actors go, like, that girl is just the sweetest. I mean, she is so innocent. Like, I almost, like, choked up and cried a couple of times, like, talking to her because, you know, I'm around, like, a lot of kids that are in foster care that just aren't as innocent because their innocence has been taken from them. And I would just be talking to her right. and I'd be like, I can't believe you're, like, eight. Like, and you're still so, so sweet. <laughs> I just love this kid. She's so sweet.
0: Yeah that's awesome but yeah we just love interviewing sandy i she's just so funny and so oh, lovely yeah. and i'm just so excited that hallmark is using her i hope to use her more and more because i think she's great i
1: hope they, give, hope they give her a leading role
0: yes yes uh i i think she certainly can handle it that's for sure and because uh, yeah, i've just out. been yeah and that must have been fun to be with uh Lindsay Wagner again.
1: Oh, love it. Yeah. I love Lindsay Wagner. You know, she does <laughs> a lot for for foster care and I had no idea oh, yeah? I was like I do not talk about this <laughs> when we did our last movie together but in this one she played uh-huh. my mom so it was just so lovely to have had the work history together because uh-huh. then our chemistry was all the more authentic together. It was just really yeah. easy to work. It was like we already have a relationship. We already felt very comfortable around each other. So playing mother and daughter, which is such an intimate relationship, um, it was just it was yeah. just easy.
0: That's so yeah. cool! I'm so excited. Can you tell us anything about it? Or uh, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, And she is an app developer, um, and she develops a networking app, not a dating app, a networking app called Mingle uh-huh. All the Way which is for people like Molly who are very into business. And, you know, when you get invited to all those holiday parties and you just want a plus one and you want it to be platonic, but you know, everybody says bring a plus one and you're like, Oh boy, but you're not necessarily interested in a relationship. You just want like a professional sidekick that's going to help you network and work the room. So that is what all the way is. Of course, um, her business partner played by Casey Manderson uh, signs her up and yeah. wackiness and and romance does too and it was
0: so fun I can't wait I'm so excited yeah. that'll be amazing yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you got to, uh, to do a uh, June Brides movie uh, yes. this last June yes I do and yeah. uh, with Krista Wolf and Marcus Brosner uh, what was that I, like uh, to be in
1: oh Man. Well, obviously, you know, you know, everyone knows I love working with Chrissy Woolwolf. She's become one of my dearest friends. Yeah. And um, gosh, we've done four, five, four movies together now. Um, um, something so she's like that, incredible. Yeah. I just love working with her. Clearly, we like working together. And it's always fun because, you know, we're such good friends now that she can direct me like she'll just like give me like a look like. Jen and then she like can give you that look like one of your best friends gives you and you're like oh I know exactly what she wants me to do so it was just really fun to work with her obviously again and her sets are so fun um but Marcus Mm -hmm. Rosner oh my gosh I I just like love him he's such a gentleman I cannot stress that enough I've worked with a bunch of incredible men um but Marcus takes the cake for being the most most gentlemanly oh my gosh yeah yeah
0: yeah he we interviewed him and he is the delight he is so great and we're so we were so excited that he was getting a leading role because he'd just been the guy rejected so many times yeah i know and it makes sense like
1: he's such a good actor and he's so good looking and he's just like he's so intelligent and kind i mean i just like you are leading man material all the time yeah so i hope they give him more leading man roles i hope and i hope to work with him again He's just he's just so easy to work with and, um, very smart, um, but very humble. So we had a lot of great conversations.
0: That's great. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, were you guys going for like a Doris Day rock Hudson kind of screwball comedy kind of vibe when you made the movie or. No, or was not just at kind all. Of...
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I push physical comedy as far as they'll let me, <laughs> until uh-huh. they're like. Oh, good so I always yeah. push the physical comedy buttons because that's my favorite. But no, we were not at all going for Doris A. rock Hudson. I'll have to tell him you said that. This very exciting.
0: <laughs> well, that was actually Amber who who thought that 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 would she because she loves those screwball you know comedies, and so she that was what she was like. You have to ask her if that's she was going for also went back to days of our lives uh this last spring and was that fun to do go back and be teresa again yeah it was fun i mean it was
1: it was hard because at the time i had an 18 month my two-year-old was 18 months and whew, yeah. that's a tricky age because they can't communicate and they're so frustrated i'm like i'll take terrible yeah. dues at least i know what's going on 18 months was hard Um, so it was exhausting, but it was, you know, it was always nice to go back there. I mean, that's my home base, you know, and they're very much my family and, um, I'll go back Uh as much as my body and them can handle it, you know, but there, it's like, there is no sleep when you're on that show and you have a toddler. I don't know. I, I would constantly ask the other actors, I was like, how on earth did you do this? but they had nannies, but you can't have nannies when you do foster care. Uh, So I was like, oh, right. Like it was just impossible.
0: Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know you could have nannies. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, that, that would be, did you have a good response though from the fans? They're excited to have you back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They were happy that I was back and and, it, I mean, it, it definitely stirred up the pot as far as, like, the storyline. Everybody had an opinion about it, whether it was for Teresa, against Teresa, which is, you know, what the network wants. So it was, it was a lot of fun for me. Right, to, right.
0: To just, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Last time we had you do our Teen Beat questions, and so we have made a holiday edition of the Teen Beat questions. And okay. so this is all Christmas holiday-themed <laughs> questions. Okay, perfect. um just silly silly fun questions okay so here we go so number one what's your favorite holiday drink hot chocolate hot, hot chocolate okay good <laughs> oh, what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat snickerdoodles mm, yum so favorite good, christmas right? song yeah so good i love snickerdoodles oh
1: man Oh man, I don't know. Oh, I love Christmas music so much. Um, <laughs> uh, oh man, I don't know. Um, maybe, baby, it's cold outside. Maybe.
0: Oh, we'll go. Yeah, you you did a version of that with Eric Matt, Eric. Uh, your co-star, right?
1: Yes, I. Yeah, I did a whole, I did a whole Christmas album. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fun. I think my favorite, I love it. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. I think my favorite that's, and then my favorite religious one, how is this. I think it's my favorite.
1: Oh, yeah. Religious that's
0: a good one. one. And I love So, okay. What is your favorite Christmas movie?
1: um Home Alone.
0: Love Home Alone. Good choice. Home Alone is the first comedy that I ever remember seeing in the theater when I was nine.
1: (laughs) That's amazing.
0: Yeah, I went with my grandparents, and I just remember just laughing and laughing and thinking it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life.
1: (laughs) Have you seen it? It it holds up, man. It holds up
0: totally. And it's like really sweet. It has all the violence, but like it's not as much of the movie yeah. as you think like it's really about 15 minutes and the rest of it's just really sweet <laughs> yeah i love so, it so i agree with you good choice okay what's your favorite holiday tradition something you have to do every year
1: um i make fudge every year because my dad mm. used to make fudge for all of the day lists and they called it judge fudge <laughs>
0: yum that sounds good uh all right uh what's a very memorable christmas gift you've either given or received
1: um i know when i was eight i got a bicycle and you know that's every kid's basket
0: (laughs) yeah that's really cool it's kind of like i remember getting an american girl doll that was a big one for me. <laughs> that was very exciting. Uh one year. So okay, uh, Scrooge or the Grinch? Which one's your favorite? Oh, the Grinch. The Grinch, okay. Right. Uh, clear lights or colored.
1: Oh, clear girl. I am way too O C D
0: for colored lights. <laughs> Love well. that. Yeah. Uh are you a good gift wrapper or terrible?
1: I'm absolutely amazing at gift wrapping. And <laughs> so is my character, Molly. And like, literally, oh! there's a scene, mingle all the way. There's a scene uh-huh. where they're like, yeah, but you have to wrap a gift. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, but you have lines. And I was like, I don't even have to look at it. My mother, Ellen Lily was maniacal about gift wrapping. I am so good at gift wrapping because I feel like we got grounded if we didn't. And she has like, <laughs> a it. Like She was maniacal about her gift wrapping to the neighbors That's and all hilarious. of that.
0: That's hilarious. Yes. Yeah.
1: And so I am very good at gift wrapping.
0: Oh, that is really I funny. I almost don't
1: like <laughs> it, but I'm really good at it. And, like, I'm actually not good at a lot of things, like singing, acting, gift wrapping. Sports, terrible. <laughs> you know? That's like, there are <laughs> a lot of I'm bad at, but I'm good at gift wrapping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny yeah i when i really focus if i'm rushed i'm the worst gift rapper ever but if i really try i can do a confident job but a lot of times i just go for the gift bag get some tissue yeah oh,
1: <laughs> I get so much now as a mom i'm like i am not i am not yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so okay. are you pro mistletoe are you pro mistletoe or not
1: yeah, sure. I feel neutral about it, but I mean, if I had mistletoe in my house, neutral. I would love that. And I'm I'm a mom of boys, okay, and I think it's really cute when two year olds kiss you. So maybe I'll get mistletoe and explain that Aww. to my two year old.
0: They're
1: like, "Well, you have to kiss mom every is, time."
0: <laughs> that is really really cute. <laughs> well, good. Well, you passed the the holiday teen beat questions, and. Uh, <laughs> And thank you so much for coming and talking with us. This was so much fun. I had a great time. Yeah, really, thank you for having me. Really and we're really excited for your upcoming movie and your, your and we'll have a link to in the description section. People can get the the single and right. uh, your website and everything like that. Uh, and so that will be great. And uh do you want to share how people can uh, contact you as far as social media and things like that?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so sweet. Yes. Um. So on Instagram and Twitter, it's Jen J E N underscore Lily L I L L U I. Um. And then Facebook.com backslash uh, Jen Lily official. And from okay. there, you can pretty much everything.
0: <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Great. So make sure you guys are following Jen. And uh, you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube, and you can follow the podcast Hallmarkies Pod, Instagram, Twitter, all of our social media. And if and if you can give us a good rating on iTunes, we really appreciate it. So thanks again, Jen. Nice. This was so much fun. Thank you for really, having me. And we'll uh, we'll have to talk again for your for your next Sounds project. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Okay. All right. Talk to you soon. All
1: right. Bye. Bye.